Welcome to Off The Bench Summer Edition. All the big news and views from sport. Hello, welcome to it. Uh, this is Off The Bench Summer Edition. Jason Matthews and Scotty Sattler. Be nice. I'm doing this from Bali. I'm in my pool of satay sauce in my bathtub in my room. Mm. And I've just got chicken sticks. He's not lying because I'm in the studio and he takes... You know, we do it all on, on your uh, phone. Technology now, you? Technology. Nowadays. So what's it like? Is it, is it muggy over there? It's very warm. Uh, I haven't had... you, Have you bought a monkey yet? <laughs> no. No, but I'm, um, I will. I'm going over to Noosa Lemboggan today, so yep. that's going to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably time for me to put pants back on. I am going on public transport, so it's just so easy. Mm. It's so easy. I may not come back. Are there plenty of dogs on the beach? Yeah, heaps of dogs, heaps of dogs. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, a few cats as yep. well. Um, but no one's got their tails. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what happens here. Everyone has their tail cut off. Are you eating lots of Nazi goring? Yeah, Nazi. First thing I did was I actually got satay set. I'm not joking. Mm. I just love the peanut sauce. The beautiful the seafood. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll be hammering that with my mate Are Doggy. you a street... Are you a street food person? Yes, I yeah, do. so am I. But I like yeah. the finer places as well. My favourite restaurant when I come back from New Salam Boggan is a place called Barbacoa uh, up near the jail. It's unbelievable. They, you walk into the restaurant, there's a massive pig on a spit mm-hmm. just spinning over coals and blokes just come up and stare at it and go, wow, <laughs> look at this. I want one of these for home. Uh, every bloke gets a selfie with this pig. <laughs> and when you order pork, they just carve it. Oh, it's just incredible. Anyway, hey, welcome to uh, Off the Bench, uh, another edition of the show where we discuss the big league stories of the week, Satsy, and look back on the best bits of Sports Day. Um, we spoke to James Maloney, one of my favourites. Jimmy uh, is loving his new job in far north Queensland with the with the Cowboys and working with Tommy Dead. And you spoke to your mate, um, Brent Tate, and he's impressed as well. Yeah, he had 20 minutes with him. He's on the rugby league committee, uh, Brent Tate, at the Cowboys. He said, I just spent 20 minutes with him. He said, I walked away thinking, this guy's actually just taught me something. And I just can imagine the work that he's doing with Tommy Dearden. And, you know, he's got a, and young Jake Clifford as well, who's come back to the club. and But also trying to reinvent Chad Townsend, who many are saying is at the back end of his career. I thought he retired. Yeah, so... He's won a comp with him, so uh, he knows how he, you know, what makes him tick. Uh, but I've got to say, it's, it's, I'm going to be really interested, most notably Tommy Dearden, because I'm a big fan of Tommy Dearden's. So I just think at the age he's, he's still only 22 years of age, mm. the, um, you know, the education he's going to get from, from someone like Maloney is going to be outstanding to watch. Well, d- put your, um, look into your crystal ball. Yeah. Um, DCE retires. He, he's, at 22 years of age, is he too young to be the next? No, well, he came in seven? game three a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, and I obviously, don't want to talk about that. And game. obviously, won that series. He was outstanding that day, man of the match. Uh, but in saying that, um, I, I think he's the the next walk up start for a number okay. seven because he's not gonna he's not gonna rest on his laurels, to, uh, Tommy did, and he's not that sort of person. And if um, he stays fit and and in form, he'll be the, the number seven for ten years, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good call. Uh, Michael Casper, which is another great Queenslander, joining us soon. Um, after Shamar Joseph's dream test debut, taking a fifer uh, in the first innings, not a great, res- not a great result for the West Indies, but mm. you know, well done for Shamar to Shamar Joseph. Um, we also talked about Queensland's future skipper, 
as well. Who could possibly lead State of Origin? Yeah. Uh, we'll have a look. on the back of if DCE retires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we talked about the half and also possible skipper. You and I both have differing opinions on that, but both could easily lead Queensland. Yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we'll have a look at that. But before we go further, it's now time for the dig segment. Thanks to Sherlock Wilbarrows. View the range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au. What I'm... What I'm having a dig at uh, this week is this bloke. I was tolerating it from most of the match, but I, you know, and at one point I had enough and I asked him whether he wants to come down and tell it to my face, you know. And uh, unfortunately for him, he didn't have the courage to come down, you know. <laughs> so um, that's what I was asking him, you know, if you have courage, if you're such a, you know, tough man, tough guy, come down and tell it to my face. Are you serious? <laughs> Uh, of course, that is uh, Djokovic after his second round win over Poprin. Pop, uh, uh, Poprin, yeah, yeah, Alexi Poprin. Um, again, being heckled in the crowd, wanted to fight one of the spectators. Yeah. Well, um, that's my dig. I maybe mean, dig at the new rule. I know what the NRL are trying to do with the new rule when you do a uh, drop out. If it goes out in the full, it doesn't go 10 metres. Instead yep. of a penalty right in front of the post, it's a play the ball. I think it's going to continue to broaden the gap between the really good defensive sides and the ones that struggle to score points. Right. So if I'm Penrith, I'll just go, oh, I'll just go a short drop out. If we get it back, how, how good's that? If not. If we give away a play of the ball, you know what? We'll, we'll just defend. We'll and we'll defend just we'll set, strangle yeah. people out of the game. And So I'm having a dig at that. What don't you like this week? Uh, what's your dig from the job site to your backyard? Listen, lighten the load, I should say, with Sherlock available at Bunning Warehouse. Let's kick off the show. Jimmy Maloney. <laughs> Beautifully picked up by Maloney. He's got 30 to go. Are they going to reach him? I don't think so, no. Maloney gets one for himself. James Maloney. Look at those little legs. <laughs> Look yeah. at him pump. Scoring a try there um, get the for the Sharks. The GF. It was yeah. too. James Maloney, I'm, I'm so excited about this interview, Sats, because normally I'm just excited about South Sydney players, but yep. I'll take this one because he's a bloody legend for New South Wales. Uh, he's a larrikin. He knows how to win, and we've got him on Sports Day tonight. James Maloney, how are you, mate? Good, fellas. How are you? Yeah, very good. Look, can I just start off, Sats, one of the great larrikins of the game, James Maloney, but... Mm-hmm. He backed it up with effort on the field, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We've seen um, whatever club he went to, whatever uh, team he was involved in, they tasted some form of success. And now he's going to try and look to do that in the, in the coaching arena now with the, with the North Queensland Cowboys. So before we talk about that, Jimmy, France to Townsville. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit different, isn't it? It is, mate. There's less baguettes and croissants <laughs> and a little bit, little, bit, little bit more work required. So... <laughs> That's a that's a bit of a change. I've noticed a few Aussies that have gone over there, and some of the Kiwis they've they've ended up staying over there. Some have opened up what little coffee shops and businesses. Did you did you and the family ever think about staying over there post career? Yeah, we 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 tried to, mate. We um, yeah, we loved our time over there. Uh, yeah, we we sort of spent the four years, and we we're trying to get one more because if after five years we could start looking to apply for long term visas and. You know, possibly then um, look for citizenship, which would enable the kids to sort of, you know, get a French passport and then they'd have access to the whole of Europe, you know, for for life. So uh, that was a that was a goal, but we yeah we we couldn't quite work it out. So um, 
yeah, back home here and um, enjoying it so far. Back up here in Townsville, which is different and new and a new challenge for me. Now, Jimmy, when you return back to Australia and, and I heard you were going to be doing some coaching, then you're going to Townsville. He's a great guy, Toddy Payton, the coach up there. And, and I thought, I thought to myself, oh, this is really exciting. Then I saw the first images of you tr- coaching, and it, I've got to say, it was a little bit disturbing. I'm just going to put it out there, seeing that you, one of the tough men, has a man bun. What? Uh, it's very European, mate. The, the hair's going. <laughs> hey, uh, it's just, it's just me still trying to hang on to the European dream. <laughs> Don't tell me you ate snails and took up painting in your spare time in France, did you? Drinking Pinot Noir. Yeah. I, ate, I, I ate snails. I didn't, didn't do any painting, but definitely <laughs> ate some snails. Hey, um, uh, you're back, obviously, as you say, in Australia. One of the assistant coaches at the Cowboys. A bit of a disappointing year last year for, for the Cowboys, James, uh, finishing outside the eight. I mean, happened to the Bunnies as well. But um, what is there anything different for this preseason that the players been talking about to last preseason? No, oh, mate, not sure. I think um, I think a few of them um, didn't come back till sort of later last year. Um, what was the World Cup or whatever? And and stuff like that. So the boys have probably had a longer pre-season. Obviously, the unfortunate part of not playing finals footy is you, you end up doing a big slug in through pre-season the following year. So uh, the boys have had plenty of time, um, you know, to work on things. And uh, they're coming along, they're, they're busting their ass and um, putting the effort in. So we've still got some work to do, but um, they're coming along all right. I'd imagine Toddy Payton being the bad cop. Are you? Do you play the role of a, a good cop as uh, an assistant coach? And what what area are you focusing on? Uh, mate, I'll try and try and keep things pretty pretty upbeat and pretty happy. It's you know it's never the most enjoyable time preseason. So trying to trying to get everyone's head out of survival mode and and just sort of worrying about everything else. But um, no, they've been pretty good, mate. And, I'm just sort of looking after their attack and trying to, uh, yeah, trying to work out our style of play um, and get them playing to our strengths so, so that we can we can show off that. What do you make of Tommy Deard and how have you been able to spend yeah most afternoons with him? You're impressed with what you see so far? Yeah, mate, he's he's really good, uh, really good coach, uh, guy to coach because he he's one of those guys you can speak to him about something and. You see him straight away thinking about it the very next session. You know, is obviously uh, the challenge of coaching is you sort of coach a squad of 30 different personalities and uh, some pick things up quicker. Some other guys take uh, a bit longer to break habits and, and things like that. But, yeah, I really, really enjoyed working with him. And So, Jimmy... When you were playing yourself, you had this great ability. If something didn't go your way, everyone always said it. All the commentators, we've always said it. You've just got the mind of a goldfish. And you had the ability not to dwell on it too much and uh, not let it affect your game. Now, is that something you can teach a young half or has it just come with some athletes, do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think that's sort of a mentality. It, you know, depending on personalities, I, I suppose that uh, it, they have it at varying degrees, but... I think um, young Tommy, he's pretty good like that. You know, it's I think from a coaching perspective, it's about um, you know not not making them go gun shy. You know, understanding that they'll get things wrong, but if if what they're seeing, um, you know, to 
to sort of try and go for the play is is along the right right got the, the right lines and you know not sort of trying to stop them from doing that um, it, just because it went wrong you know still encouraging that because you know you hope if you can you can work on their execution then they're going to make the right play more times than not. Yeah, exactly. Now you want to comp with Chatty Townsend, your halfback. Um, he, he was ve- he was very good for them when he first went up there, Jimmy. I don't know whether you saw much of much of his game when you're overseas, but um, when you look like you're going to the cows, did you do you reach out to to Chad as a as an ex teammate, or do you have to try and separate yourself from coach and player? No, I mean, look, I I still got a good relationship with Chatty. Um, you know, I'm enjoying working with him again. Obviously, it's a slightly um, different role and different relationship, but um, mate, we've always had a good relationship, and I'm excited to work with him. Obviously, he's sort of getting through the towards the back end of his career, but you know, I still think there's there's ways we can develop his game and um, yeah, try and try and make him better. So um, yeah, we'll do doing that, and he he sort of um, has has a good respect for me and. Uh, you know, obviously having that relationship and playing together, he sort of knows knows how I see football and, and that can help a little bit in our favour as well. James Maloney with us here on Sports Day. Jimmy, I want to ask you a question. Uh, just, I was just watching highlights of you, of you today. And again, there's, we talked of the top, there's been plenty. But what's been more important to you, winning back-to-back Origin Series or winning premierships? Uh, it's... That's a hard one, mate. I think, I think um, you know, the premierships are very, very satisfying because you know it's a long grind to win, to win them. You know, you start off every year at the start of pre-season, you know, and every team's got that goal, and there's only one team that gets to accomplish it. So that makes it pretty special. But then, on the flip side of that, then um, you know, to have success at representative level um, when you're playing against the best of the best. That's also very rewarding as well. So um, it's hard to it's hard to sort of take one. I wouldn't wouldn't take one and leave any of the others out, you know. Um, it's hard to split them. Yeah, oh, th- those are I mean, As a Blues supporter, I just want to say thank you because, mate, we were kicked to the gutter for so long. These Queenslanders pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> they still piss me off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, Jimmy, thanks for taking time to, to catch up with us today. It's been good to have a chat to you. Now you're back in Australia. Before we go, your head coach, Toddy Payton, he's um, is he talking to you yet? No, he's not talking to me yet. But but he's uh, self-confessed. No, apparently, you owe someone some money. So. Yeah, I do. I owe Peter Bedell a hundred dollars. When are you going to pay? Because no, we've no. lost access surely, to Tom surely, Payton. Surely I'm not paying. I'm not paying it back. I'm not paying it back. Do you know what happened, James? <laughs> Do you know what happened? Sats on the air. One of his best mates declared two seasons ago, the North Queensland Cowboys are going to finish last. <laughs> How do you say, you can't say that about your mates team. Third. I actually forgot Toddy was coaching. So, <laughs> um, but in saying that, he is he is he is a self-confessed best dancer over hundred kilos. So, two-part question, Jimmy Maloney, do you dance? And if so, will there be a dance-off? <laughs> uh, probably won't be a dance-off, but mate, I've been 
they named her um, put the dancing shoes on and made cows, so I'm sure we'll suck it out. Good stuff. All awesome right, to catch up with you, mate. Oh, so good to speak to you. Good luck with the Cowboys this year. And uh, tell Toddy, Sats will pay up eventually. Yeah. All right. Uh, James Maloney. Sister, Too easy, mate. Sister coach at the Cowboys, thanks for joining us. Thanks, fellas. Time for a footy update. Uh, thanks to STWS, driving innovation, technology and expansion in sport. Broncos prop Payne Haas has gone down at training with a hamstring yeah. injury and mm. has gone for scans. Not good news for the Bronx. Well, it's not good news, uh, especially this close to the, the trials. And and especially because I know usually you, you try and attribute hamstrings to outside backs, fast players. But it's actually worse when you're a big man that relies on power. Not so much speed, yeah. even though he's a quick front rower. You rely on power. And um, and for Payne Haas, such a big man who relies on that that power and, and um, leading into the trials is, is, not, a, is not great. It's not great. You know, mi- the, wor- the most minimum of hamstring injuries is minimum two weeks. So you're hoping it's, it's uh, like a great, what they call a grade one, which would be minimum two weeks. Um, and if you are going to do it, you're gonna, it's best time to do it now. But for a big man like that, if it's, if it's anything higher where you're missing four to five to six weeks, it really eats into your season. And when you try and get your fitness back, your power, the – but most notably, um, with hamstring injuries, it's a real psychological battle. Can I stretch out? If I stretch out too much, am I going to tear it? Yeah. You got to try and get through that. You know that. Uh, try and get the confidence back that you that you're not going to tear anything. And now, and now that there's no Flegler at the club, yeah, their stocks. And also Fletcher Baker, their new signing, he's got yeah. a groin injury. Has he as well? Yeah, he's a handy player, actually. Really I've good got... player. Only really young. We, yeah. they're getting him at the best time. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, Broncos uh, fans, hopefully it's not too bad for pain. Bulldogs have tabled a multi-year offer for Terrell May. Uh, May declared last week he wants to play with his two brothers. So, what do you make of this? So I wouldn't mind getting your your thoughts on this. So he's at the Roosters, Terrell May, front rower. Okay, and obviously Taylor May missed last year with yep. a knee injury, and he'll play f- with Penrith this year. Very good young player, and Tyro May, who plays overseas, I think he's at France. Um, but Terrell May has come out and said, "I'll talk to any club that's willing to sign all three of us." Now he's at a club, and he's sort of saying, "I'm happy to go and play a club if they're happy to talk to all three brothers and we all go play together." Like it? Don't like it? Uh, I don't. I don't like it. Um... But it depends. Yeah, no, I don't like it. I, I wouldn't want to take the risk and have the three brothers in my top thirty, and and you know, am I carrying one because I want two of them? Yeah. Like, no, I don't like it. It's only okay, and I'm not saying it because I'm a South supporter. When it's the Burgess brothers, it's okay. Well, you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. When it's the May brothers, all due respect, no, you're not on. The, you're not the same. Not in the same league. What about him being contracted at another club? One club and saying, hey, listen, I'm willing to talk to any club who's willing to sign all three brothers. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, either. I don't like it either. I, I, I sort of like his honesty, that raw honesty where I want to play with my brothers. But Why don't you talk to your club you're with now to try and get your brothers in a training trial or yeah. whatever? Well, Taylor May's actually, he's a gun. Yeah. He's an absolute gun. So, Well, can they afford him? That's the other thing. Can they all afford all three See, brothers? See, Tyrone May and Nathan Cleary, very, very close. Yeah. Um, and if Tyrone was ever going to come back, he'd come back for 
very minimal minimal wage. Yeah. Whereas Terrell May is, is a is a Panthers style of player, so you never know. Right. Yeah. Uh, STWS focus on innovation, connecting people through shared content, knowledge, events, and experiences. This is Sports Day. Got a very good SunCorp question for you today. I don't like speculating, but I like this one because I've actually thought about this a bit myself. With the form of Calum Ponga towards the back end of the season, which picked him up the Dally M, mm-hmm. is Reese Walsh's Queensland fullback spot safe this origin se- season? So, no. so just imagine both are fit, yep, available for selection. Yeah, your your Billy Slater in the in the committee, the selection committee for Queensland. Who are you picking at fullback? I'm probably picking. Um, I'm probably picking Reese because he played like Billy. Plays like Billy. I think Billy sees Reese as a, as a real project for himself as well. So I'm picking Reese because he's a little bit like AJ Brimson at the Titans. Kalen can play multiple positions. Mm. I, I see Kalen playing in the centres for Queensland if ever they, if ever like a Val Holmes went down or someone like that. A roaming role? Yeah, well, yeah. Just But I think wherever you put him, if you put him at, uh, if you put Kalen at number 14, Coming off the bench, he'd be mm. really dangerous. Is he too good to be on the bench, though? Well, he probably is. Well, he definitely is because he's a Dalian medal winner. He's the best player in the comp. But in saying that, could you imagine? Could you imagine being the opposition looking over the sideline? You're yeah. just, you know, your ass is just dropping out of its shorts and thirty minute mark. Yeah, your lungs are burning, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden, Kalen's got the the card in his hand for an interchange. So I reckon if they're both they're both fit and both are playing well, I'm picking I'm picking Reese at one. Because if you've got good plays, you've got to find a place for them. Yeah. Reese, I think, can only play one. He'd yep. be a waste at 14. Okay. I'd pick him at one, and I'd pick probably Kalen at 14. It's hard to argue against that, but it's also hard to argue against the opposite. Like, imagine Kalen starting at one, mm. and there's this bloke who comes on at the 30-minute mark, looks beautiful, perfect brows, yep. uh, makeup. You know he wears makeup? Oh, it doesn't. I don't doubt it. So I was at the motor. Anyone tra- who wears man bags. Yeah, I well, I ran into a lady yesterday at the motor transport, and I don't know how it came up. And she says, "My girlfriend's son is Reese Walsh." Oh wow! And because she was a Kiwi, yep. so I, I tried. I gave. I said, "I suppose you're a, a Waz support." She goes, "No, I'm Bronco." I said, "How was that grand final, eh?" wasn't nice of yeah. me to do that. Well, you better get your well, well, I'm going to get one. Well, I'm trying yeah. to get a license, yeah. yeah. And she goes, well, actually, my, my girlfriend's son is Reese Walsh. She goes, he's just got perfect features. I said, well, not. what about the man bag? She goes, she goes I said, he could lose that. And she goes, he could also probably lose some of the makeup he wears as well. And I wow. feel like I've gone. What? Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. She that goes, he's just me. a Each beautiful. She said he's a beautiful human being. Yeah, I he's said, a good kid. Yeah. Great kid, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's, so I, I, that doesn't help with the answer, does it? Yeah. So no, I, I think it's a great it's a great position to be in for Billy, isn't it? That, mate, I reckon this has the opportunity. But we say it every year, if both squads are fully fit, can you imagine this year's state of origin oh, series? I mean, when was the last? Citrobojevic and Latrell. When was the last time we saw them on the field it together? Was three years ago, and that was in Townsville. And beat at Queensland by fifty. Yeah. Now, when you talk about Kale and maybe playing a fourteen. Where's Ben Hunt go? Or where's Harry Grant go? You can't carry two oh, of those you can't, players. Look, you just have to drop a few of them. That's, that's what I think. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Spoken like a true New South Wales supporter. Mm. Now it's time for three burning questions. Keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning. 
Thanks to our mates at Toolkit Depot. It's very sexy, isn't it? He loves the work that he does, Daddy Vass. What was that? Hot. Oh, it was a sizzle, was it? Sizzle. Sizzle. Okay, let's get into it, boys. Got a couple of minutes. Uh, Who should the Penny Panthers go after with their spare 850K in the back pocket from uh, Luai in 2025? Uh, It's an interesting one because you look at the people who who are available for 2025 and Ezra Mam, he hasn't officially signed yet. But he's going to ask for more. Mm-hmm. Jake Clifford, the young 5'8 from the Cowboys, who costs a lot less. Adam Dewey, who's not going to play much this year at all, who's not going to cost you much at all. Would you risk him, though? Dewey? Yeah. No. Well, he can play, but... Even you know, if he's fit. Just going to see how he goes with his knee. But he's not going to be an 850 player after that. They're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of money to upgrade some players. Young Dion Tauper, who's a really good, classy young 5'8 from South Sydney. He's the kid that they're trying to sort of... Um, when massage into Cody Walker's position when he goes. So, uh, but I've got to say, I don't think they've got to do anything. They've got Dane Laurie. Now, when you look at what's been successful for them, they've got Jerome Lua, who's a running 5'8". He skips around the place. He's unpredictable. You don't know what he does. He's just a really good runner because Cleary's doing everything else. Dane Laurie is as close to Jerome Lua as you would ever get. And you're going to get him for half the money. And also... Less than that, I think. There'll be mm. someone coming through. Be, yeah, and they've that's got a the young half about, called Jack Cole, who's not a bad yeah. little player. Um, yeah, so they've and they've got Brad Schneider, who they've signed as well. That's what I like about the Panthers; they don't have to look around. No, because they've got they've got the best player in the world at number seven <laughs> yes. and number thirteen, and absolutely. Well, wow, thirteen's a bit rough. Come on. Oh, Cam Murray. Thank sorry. you. Yeah. Thank you. He Question. might go to a new level this year. It's all loved up. Who's that? Cleary. Cleary. It's all loved up. Oh God! Shut up. Uh, number two, have the Bulldogs recruited in the right positions? Now, we all know how active they've been in the off-season. They've been really active. But they still lack a half and some front rollers. Well, we've got Stephen Crichton, who's just a centre. Josh Curran, who's a utility. Drew Hutchison, utility. Kurt Mann, utility. Jamin Salmon, utility. Blake Taff, fullback, can play in the halves. Connor Tracy, utility. Jake Turbin, hooker. How many number 14 jerseys are they the going to have? yeah. You can make up a really good team of players that can play a number of positions, but mm. I don't know. I, hey, do, this is the question. Do you have them in the eight? No. No, definitely not. No. No. They don't really have a – they don't have a, a genuine front row, do they? There's two teams outside the eight that will be in it this year. That's South and, and the Cowboys. Yeah. They're the, they're the two you expect. And you and I both thinking maybe the Titans. I think the Titans be – So there's three. I don't think there's room for four. See, on paper, Manly is on paper's a so really good there's team. Four. So. so you need four to drop out. Don't know who they're going to be. Yeah, I think I think Bulldogs will be bottom four. Okay. Did yeah. I say bottom three last week? I said no. I said St George, West Tigers, Canberra, bottom three. Mm. Yeah, so probably around bottom four. Well, that's we agree. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the last one, Daddy? Uh, we spoke about Teddy earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, DCE, he's getting close. Um, representative duties. If he retires, who's next in line to Captain Queensland and take his halfback Well, position? who's coming through in New South Wales? <laughs> I think the halfback position will be Tommy Dearden's. Yep. Yeah, because Brent Hunt's, he'll be sort of the same sort of time, retire the same time. Captain, I think the captain will be Cam Munster. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think Cam Munster, that's, that's exactly what he needs next in his career. You reckon? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, he was a wild child, a uh, bit of a renegade, a bit of a rogue, then gets married, has a child, is matured, 
And then when you have children, your rugby league goes to another level. There's just mm. another sense your life of responsibility. Goes to yeah, level. exactly. You're right. So the captaincy for Munster is, is the next stage of his career. And Betty Hunt, no? Well, he'll retire the same sort of time as yeah, he probably David would, Cherry he? Evans yeah. will. So Munster at origin captaincy level, he's just he's just made for captaining origin, I think. What about Carrigan? Carrigan, well, he's a lot younger than Munster as well. So, Welsh. I mean, well, no, uh, he, no, he'll be no. retired. I mean, he won't even probably get picked in the side. Mm. What? Welsh? Christian Welsh, Oh, yeah. I thought you said Walsh. Oh, no, Reece no, Walsh. No, no. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. No, but Carrig- I think you'd go Munster, Carrigan. Okay. Yeah. Captain of the forwards and the captain of the back no, I think you go Munster first, and when Munster okay. sort of is not playing or retiring, yep. I think Carrigan will, will slip in. Righty out. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Thanks, Daddy. This is Off the Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Curtly says you can bowl, then you believe in yourself. In he comes to Steve Smith. Edge! Oh! It's no way! He's out first. Ball is bowled. Unbelievable. Gets a wicket. With the first delivery, he's bowled to Steve Smith, one of the greats <laughs> of all time. You can't write the script like that, surely. What about announcing yourself to the world of Test cricket? Your very first ball. You get the great Steve Smith out. Yeah, of course. They're talking about Shamar Joseph, uh, the team there from SEN Cricket, the test debutant. That was his first delivery in test cricket, picking up the great Steve Smith for twoies. I feel like a twoies or two. Drink responsibly. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here, being joined by the president of the fast bowling cartel. Michael Kasperwitz, welcome to Sports Day. Six foot four. Casper, are you six oh, foot no, four, you're really? Not, no, he's not. I'm actually, the, I'm actually the secretary. I'm more secretary <laughs> than president. That's Glenn oh, McGrath. Sorry, mate. Six sorry, foot four on Wikipedia. Is that is that a furphy or not? Uh, I think as you get older, your spine shrinks a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, apparently. In he, heels. He, he right, maybe collapses. Yeah. Yeah. I leave six foot three and a half, so yeah, anyway. Hey, mate, what a day. First test against the Windies at Adelaide Oval. Look, Windies did better than I thought they would. Not with the bat so much. 188 all round. All that. Last great uh, stand with the bowlers. As I said, Shamar Joseph, his only high score is unbelievable. His highest score in first-class cricket before today was 21 runs. And here he is at the Adelaide Oval putting Hazelwood over the fence for sixes. Uh, mate, what, and then takes a couple of wickets, valuable wickets, and the only wickets against the Aussies. Um, it's a fair debut, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's sort of like the fairy tale script, isn't it? He's only played five first class matches before this tour as well. So to get Brian Lara to give you the cap, congratulations, go out there, get Steve Smith with your very first prune. Um, yeah, I'm sure that big family of his, I've I read how he's got five brothers and three sisters in uh, Guyana. Um, I'm sure that they'd all be celebrating. It could have been the middle of the night, but I'm sure they're still celebrating. Hey, Casper, you never forget your first try, your first tackle, your first game in rugby league, and like you making your debut in 96 against the West Indies, you never forget your first wicket. Who who was yours? Um, I actually didn't get a wicket that first test match, and I didn't get a wicket in my second test match either. I had to wait until I went over to England in the 96. 
97 uh, Ashes. Uh, Mark Butcher. Thank okay. you very much. Lefty. Mm. Took a while, but yeah, we got him. We were talking today about, you know, what made you fall in love with uh, with cricket. And Sats was talking, it was just reminiscing today about, you know, the wonderful West Indies teams of the 80s and 90s and John Dyson taking that wonderful catch. 1982. That yeah. moment he fell in love with the game. What was the moment, Casper, um, that you went, God, I love this game? I reckon, we're similar to age, I reckon, Sats, aren't we? Well, um, yeah, I 51, think, 52, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 50, well, I turned 52 in February, but the same thing. Coming through that era, where obviously the, the West Indies fast bowlers coming through and um, just being inspired by that. But to me, it was actually Dennis Lilly. Like I found that I was able to come in and bowl at this cricket ball, um, coordinated, but bowl it you know a little bit quicker than most, and that was the inspiration for me, Dennis Lilly. And and I reckon I'd, you'd sort of watch it, um, and then all of a sudden I, I would have been around about. So I still love cricket and fast bowling. And a neighbour actually bought me this book, Dennis Lilly, The Art of Fast Bowling, <laughs> which became almost my sort of Bible in many ways um, because it, it was just pretty much everything. You read it right through. Um, fortunately, the cover's still <laughs> intact. But it's one of those things as a kid, just remember that that was inspiration. And just seeing Dennis Lilly, he was almost like a cartoon character. Yeah. You know, like with the you know the shirt button button down there, gold chain bouncing around, uh, the big mo, um, and hair flowing, but just the you know just the style of the guy, we loved it. Hey, um, uh, before we get on to today's game, again, nineteen ninety six, you make your debut against the West Indies. You go out to bat. Mm. Where were you, mate? Number nine or ten? I, I may have given you a bit more credit. Uh, I had you pinned at nine. Is that where you batted, or was it ten? <laughs> It goes possibly lower. I can't. Um, <laughs> it might have been lower. You made six runs, um, I think, in your first innings. I, 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 I well, think I'll I recall. Well, the scary part was, Jace, was that I was, um, I've gone out to took centre, and you sort of turn around, and you sort of take centre, and you look back, and I knew that, um, and I've seen the slips court now, knowing the Gabba well, because obviously it's my ground, it's Gabba, it's Queensland, and, you know, got all my wickets there, and turn around, and these slips court is, oh, it felt like they were 50 metre away. <laughs> as I look that way. But then I look the other way. Here's Ian Bishop, who's oh. commentating. He's out at the moment. Yep. Bish. Yep. He's he's coming in, and but he's actually bowling around the wicket. So normally when you come around the wicket, there's there's one... Well, there's one purpose, is to get you out. The second reason why you come around is to hit you. <laughs> hit the batsman, mate. Get him to shit his pants. And so he, he succeeded. Um, but the part was that um, I've gone out of the bat, but just picture it, you're out there, debut, exposed, you're not, it's not going to be easy, you realise that, but he's coming around the wicket. The only, I had a, oh, what was it, there's a short leg just in front of the wicket. He was the only player in front of the wicket. <laughs> a short leg on the left side. There was a leg slip. There was a fine leg. The rest of them were in slips and gully, I reckon, and they might have had oh. some of the points. Oh, that's Potentially, incredible. Potentially, but yeah, yeah. So we got through, we got a couple. Well, you had Walsh as well, and you had Ambrose, so back up Bishy too. Yeah. That would have been that would have been absolutely yeah. terrifying, <laughs> absolutely. But mate, when it was your turn to bowl, yeah. you had to bowl to Lara Chanderpole and and Carl Hooper. In fact, I think Carl Hooper made a, a century uh, in your debut test. Pretty handy batsman. Oh yeah, he's actually an assistant coach for uh, the Strikers with Jason Gillespie down there. He lives in Adelaide now. There's us hoops. So yeah, he's um. He's like, no, he's good. And I think that's what you want. You sort of obviously want to challenge, but 
you also want that fairy tale, like um, Shamar Joseph, you know, getting wickets in your first ball and going out and scoring 50s, 100s, you know, taking hat-trick like Damien Fleming, all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, no, six runs and a duck and, um, and no wickets was, uh, was the script for mine. Hey, Casper, text just came through, and, and I, I want to find out from you. Um, this is from Matt. I fell in love with cricket when I heard The Twelfth Man by Billy Birmingham and also the dulcet tones of Richie Banno and the Wide World of Sports commentary team. Yeah, cricket hasn't been since, the same since it's left Channel 9. But, mate, did you ever make a, a Billy Birmingham Twelfth Man album? Did, were you ever on there? Did you make it? Because you got a, you got a bit of a name. A no, song exactly. you can be, yeah. Way too easy, isn't it? Yeah. Really, there was. Um, I had. I tell you what. Um, it would have been way too easy, but no, no, I didn't actually get ever get called. Maybe because I didn't play the one days. I was just a test player back then. Um, there was, and I, I'll give him a hint. It was pretty easy because um, there was one day when I was going to see oh, an accountant. You know, of course, we start earning some money, so you need an accountant apparently. And I said, okay, I went and saw this bloke, and I told him, I said, oh, hi, I'm Michael Kasprovich. I'm here to see, you know, whatever, Jim Smith. And um, the lady at the reception said, oh, I'll just take a seat. I'll tell, let Jim know you're here. And I heard her on the intercom present and say, ah, oh, Jim, there's a mice called Catch a Fish here to see you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it could have been oh, really easy, I reckon, uh, for, uh, for Billy. Oh, God. All right, mate, listen, we're going to let you go because you've got a night out tonight. It's your son's birthday. What, what's his name? How old? Is, is he the handy cricketer and rugby Ed. player? He goes all right, Ed. Um, he's 17 years old. So, um, yeah, oh, so nice. we're going out a bit of Japanese. Not quite. I know that your favourite was. Um, um, I'm you doing... You were doing more uh, um, satay, weren't you? Weren't yeah. you going to have a... In <laughs> Bali, weren't you going to have a, a bath in satay and chicken or something? I'm going to be sitting... For listeners who missed our call the other night, I'll be sitting in a bath sats <laughs> and it's satay sauce and I'm just going to have chicken sticks in my hands and I'm just going to dip the chicken. Oh, right. I thought you were in the satay. No, I, I am. I am. I am. No, no. I didn't want to go too deep in it, but yeah. Just, no, you're I eating am. it. All oh, right. I'm Good. nude in the bath yep. and I'm just eating chicken oh. sticks off the barbecue yep. and a couple of bing tans. Yeah, I like it. It's a great holiday. I like it. It's a great holiday. Casper, thanks for joining Sats and myself on Sports Day. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Thanks, Ed. See you. This is Off The Bench Summer Edition. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Chances are you're about to lose. Chris Nelson joining us right now. Nelson, hello, mates. Jase, Sats, uh, good evening to you guys. Hope you're both well. Oh, mate, we're always well. Uh, big weekend of racing in Queensland. Although, there's, is there only two meetings on Saturday? Is that correct? You are 100% correct. But before I get to that, Jace, a little bit of news for you. Uh, some good news this morning that uh, it looks like Amelia's Jewel, you know, the West Australian mayor, the very, very good West Australian mayor, will head to the, uh, the Brisbane Winter Carnival. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, she'll then be trained in Sydney. She's going to leave Perth. For the East Coast, and she'll show up here in the winter time, and then she'll have a uh, Sydney trainer after that Queensland campaign. So, looking forward to seeing Amelia's jewel in the uh, in the West. The other thing too to keep an eye on is uh, Leap to Fame, who of course won the Inter Dominion, uh, makes his return at Albion Park on Saturday night, and he is race four, number seven, Saturday night. I we know had a you great guys night. Enjoyed your oh, big we night. had yeah, a great night there. Didn't yeah. we? Sat. Good so, crowd. Yeah, massive. Yeah. Yeah. Good rain. I had a, it was my shower for the day. Mm. Mate, it was it was packed. Yeah. It was absolutely packed. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was a big night. Unfortunately, the rain. Yeah, the rain cleared up though, didn't it? it was a yeah, bit, it bit heavy early on, but it yeah. did clear up, so uh, it wasn't so bad. But yeah, leap to fame makes his return, and he is heading towards uh, the Hunter Cup in Victoria on the third of February. So that's where he'll be heading. Uh, the big group one. And you speak of meetings on the weekend, Jace. Just getting back to what you were saying. Yes, only Eagle Farm and Townsville on Saturday. And Sunday was the Sunshine Coast, but that's been changed. That meeting will now be held at Ipswich because uh, there's been a bit too much rain at the Sunshine Coast, at the track there. And we do have our main meeting next Saturday, Saturday week, at the Sunshine Coast. So I need to keep that track in pristine condition. Rightio. Okay. I had uh, a win today, so I need to continue. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Did you? Well, yeah. just, who did you share that with? Well, no one. Just myself. <laughs> He's yeah. so selfish. It's one it? of those random ones. <laughs> Hey, uh, so so who are we looking at this weekend? Who's some tips? Well, Jace is going to be extremely surprised here, but I'm going to tip you a couple of Tony Gollan train runners. Oh, really? Farm really? That's yeah. never happened. James Maloney on board? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Maloney's yeah, brother. That's right. James Maloney played rugby league. <laughs> we only spoke to him the other day. So Ryan Maloney's on board? I don't know. Well, you know. Actually, you do you know. just check that out. Race 10. <laughs> I lost my ear there. Race 10, number nine, Freedom Rally. Will probably only be about $2, but I think the punters will be launching into this Australia-wide. Ben Thompson will ride from a good gate. I think he'll win. Mm. Now, one earlier on, race four, number three, Blue Spinel. I think Angela Jones is riding this one, so Ryan Maloney misses out here. Uh, Blue Spinel resumes. She's quite a promising mare. She's only had a handful of starts, and she was very good last prep. I think she's got a good gate. She'll get a good run in the race, and she's trialled well. So race four, number three, Blue Spinel, they look the uh, the main two. I'm just looking through my tips here. I think I've tipped Tony Golan to win four races there on the Saturday, Jase. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I'm right. It's I could just hit play every week, and you'll just pick your <laughs> Tony Golan horses, yeah. isn't it? Well, I mean, I hope you're not invoicing us for this. <laughs> well, you have a look at the trainers' premiership, and you'll work out why. I mean, it's common sense. Mm. Sats, I've cracked the code for tipping. For horse racing, you just you follow the jockey leadership board and yep. the trainer, yeah, and you just pick. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that'll do. That'll do. That, that, yeah. one, that that'll one. Do. There's eight races. Yeah, I'll get four, and any, day. anything around two bucks. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the, the and the disappointing fact is when you get three or four of the same stable in the same race, uh, which is not really helpful. And at that's all, where so. the cat comes into it, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. You ask the Tony, cat. Tony, if I could have a word to Tony and mention that if you just try and keep it to one a race, it would make my life a lot easier. Done deal. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. I bet you we, Sats, next week I'm going to cross to you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you can do it. Oh, Jason, I'm on uh, a Ryan Maloney uh, ride. Jane? And Tony, uh, Tony Gollan is the trainer. Oh, really? Uh, chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We love you, Nelson. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.